Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Beyond the Bookshelf podcast with the Columbus Junction Public Library. And today we are talking about our favorite genre of books. We're both doing a happy dance. We're talking about romance novels. Yeah, we are. Um, So our intention is for this to be suitable for work. Uh, Rated R for romance. (laughs) Rated R for romance. Um, So while we don't intend for things to get too spicy with uh, spoilers and whatnot. um, Y'all, we got a flame scale. We have a flame scale. So we're just going to put that uh, little caveat out there. So if you would prefer to listen to this episode without your children while you're cooking supper, or maybe, I don't know, not at work. I I don't care. You do you, but we're just going to throw it out there. We don't intend to be too spicy, but we do have a flame scale. So So first we're going to define what a romance novel is. According to the Romance Writers of America, all romance novels have a central love story and an emotionally satisfying ending. I repeat, a happily ever after. If it's not happy, I'm not happy. I'm not calling it a romance. We're done. Peace. Also, we are doing little R romance, like paperback novels and like all of that good stuff. We're not talking about the big romantics like Byron and stuff like that, because that's not emotionally satisfying, especially during COVID. It's no, that was not happily ever after. Yeah. As far as varying levels of sensuality, (laughs) romance novels are recognized from really sweet to, you know what I'm talking about, woo, hot. Um, Spicy. Spicy. I think we're going to use that word a lot. There's lots of different genres within romance. And so we hope that maybe we're going to talk about a few of those today. So we're going to try to go through this fast because as we were trying to narrow down our list of books that we were going to talk about today... I maybe couldn't. And so then I made Erin increase her amount of books that she was going to talk about too. So guys, it wasn't me this time. You remember when we were talking? <laughs> we were talking about read-alouds. Yeah, no, it was Mandy this time. But I was ready. I but already I had have, the book. I have rationale for every single book that I picked. Oh, Mandy, you don't have to justify it to me. I'm ready. Let's go. Okay, you go first. What's your first book? Okay, so the first book that I'm going to do, it is a flame scale of one. So again, flame is kind of like sensuality spiciness there's um, that word again well we can't say the big s word so you know what am i supposed to say but no so my littlest spicy flame is the gentleman's guide to vice and virtue by Mackenzie lee so this is actually a ya novel that mandy introduced to me and i read it in a night it was so good so it stars a main male aristocrat who is bi who has a guy who's been in love with him has been his best friend for ever and he's kind of been ignoring him because like oh i'm gonna go on this grand tour it's gonna be so great i'm so excited and he's like chasing skirts and it's so good and then something really intense and weird happens and i did not prepare myself for the end of the book at all because i don't think anyone was ready for alchemy it's a really great book very cute no actual like I'm going to say the S word. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay. So no actual like sex, but there's just like, and they cuddled and then cut scenes. So very cute. Very good for YA novels. I have to acknowledge that I recommended that book to you, but then may have gotten distracted with some other books myself and never finished it. But that carriage scene where the carriage breaks and (gasps) they start walking and like everyone's annoyed with each other. The tension was so good in that. And as you will find out, the slow burn is my favorite trope ever. And it's not Aaron's. No, I hate slow burn. Also, again, I really love the fact that he is bi and like 
because he's bi. The main character is actually attracted to like both of the presented genders in this. So I think that's really great to like start this off with just like because a lot of romance novels don't have that. So my first book is also a one flame and it's called The Discovery Series by Wanda Brunstetter. I will be honest, I do not read a whole lot of Wanda Brunstetter. They're not quite always my thing, but Sue recommended this one. It's a series of six. They're pretty thin, but based on like Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. So they have a little bit of Amish not a little bit, they're about Amish people. But I do love that this particular one starts out as newlyweds. Kind of when you get married, you think everything's gonna be great and wonderful because you're in this new love. But this series specifically focuses on the challenges that they've had as newlyweds that have then drawn them closer and deeper into that love, which I also love too, because so often romance novels, we get to see the build up to the wedding and then maybe we get an epilogue that's like, oh, and here's baby number three kind of a thing. But this one really gets to discover falling into that deep love with the partner that you are with. So that one is the Discovery Series by Wanda Brunstetter. On to two flames. So my two flame book that I wanted to talk about was by Julie Garwood. I had a hard time with this one as okay, so from here on, I'm gonna say I had a hard time with this one for every single thing. We're on flame 205 guys. Sorry about this. I'm uh, dying to know what your hard time is with this. Well, I wanted to do the secret because that one is like a personal favorite. (gasps) That one's a good one. It is okay. But then I decided to do the prize because I went back through my reading history. And I realized I've read the secret like twice, but I reread the prize like probably every six months because it's so good. So the prize is this woman who she has a brother and it's just them and they are in charge of their keep and the French invade. So they're like in England 1400s or whatever, all that good stuff. And the French invade and they think the brother is defending the castle. However, he is not. He is elsewhere and she is the one who's in charge and it turns out the great wonderful frenchman that they put out to like get the castle because he's the best of the best of the best has a hard time handling her and maybe gets tricked a couple times by her and he emotionally and physically and physically gets laid low by her several times so it was very good but two flames Okay, I have not read that Julie Garwood. Oh, you should. Am I sitting here on my computer looking it up? Oh. Might be. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Might be. Oh, it's so good. It's one of those where it's like, oh, I'm big, strong He-Man. Oh, but I'm dumb. Oh. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yeah. What's up? The body language. (laughs) That was epic. Okay, so I'm going to do a complete 180, and my Two Flame book is not a historical. I know, shocker, Mandy loves the historical ones. It's called When the Stars Lead to You by Ronnie Davis. It's actually billed as a YA book. While I would consider it a romance, because the love story is integral into the, the whole thing, And okay, let me preface by saying that as soon as I started reading this book, I told Aaron I knew I was going to hate it because you have super high achieving scholarship student to a preppy, expensive private school who has tons and tons and tons of dreams about going on and being an astrophysicist meets really cute boy at beach and falls in love. And like, let's be real. First love is a thing. But then he leaves at the end of the summer and she never hears from him again. She has no idea why. She kind of pines after him 
him the entirety of her junior year. And then the start of her senior year, lo and behold, who shows up? but said boy, and guess what? His parents bequeathed the school to, like, so they know who she is. Like, he's, like, royalty in this town, basically. Like, his family set up this whole school, that whatever. So you can imagine that my whole time I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this girl's gonna give up everything for this boy, and I, I don't love that because when you're in high school, when you're in college, you should absolutely go after the things that are important to you. And if you love someone, they are going to want that for you or they're going to make it work or you're going to break up and come back to each other again. I don't know. But like making some of those life changing decisions at 18, I don't know. It terrifies me. It did not when I was 18. Now that I'm a parent, totally terrifies me. (laughs) Anyway, But what I did love about this book, it talked a lot about mental health. It talked a lot about being a biracial person, socioeconomic class. I don't necessarily consider it, quote, a romance because I still haven't decided about the ending. Then why did you put it at two flames? Because it's a little bit more like, and then we kissed, and then he held me, and then see. Like you get the impression, but then there's a couple other scenes that are a little bit, I don't want to say steamier, a little bit more in depth in their description. So as an adult, it felt a little bit voyeuristic. Like, I don't know. I'm not, I wasn't loving it, but it was a little bit more than just, we turned off the lights and I woke up the next morning kind of a thing. It did have a really really, really wonderful discussion of consent and consent every time. It doesn't matter if your boyfriend and girlfriend and you've had sex once before, like if you're not into it or you're emotionally unstable and like maybe you're using sex for something that other than what it should be, like safety or security. So I really loved the conversations about consent. It portrays relationships realistically and sex positively for that YA audience. When the Stars Lead to You by Ronnie Davis. That's my two flames. So on to three flames. So I'm going to say this and Mandy's going to be in her corner like bursting with excitement because this is also an author, a series, but mostly just an author's like created world that we both adore. Are we talking about Lisa Kleepas now? Yes, we are. (laughs) Oh my God, she's happy dancing so hard. This is going to be a good day, guys. There's too many happy dances for it not to be. (laughs) Doing the Carlton. Oh my gosh. I love Lisa Kleepas. Like queen, stan, love her. She's like a a romance icon. I never hear anything bad about her. Everyone says that she's nice. She just keeps putting out new books and she's always like... Not nearly as quickly as what I can go through them. Oh my God, Mandy. Well, you can go through a book in a night. It takes more than a day. (laughs) It's true. Can she please just give me a new book every month? I mean, I'll settle for monthly. It's fine. Uh, Not just once a year. So which is your Lisa Kleefus book? Okay, so I was supposed to pick a book. Specifically, I didn't pick you did. the I okay, 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 bear with me here. I didn't pick the whole series. My favorite of the series right now, because it changes. Like when I was younger, it was one thing. When I get older, I'm sure it'll be another. But right now, it's Tempt Me at Twilight, which is one of the middle books. It's about Poppy Hathaway. And the series is called the Hathaway series because they're all siblings. They were very much like their father was an academic. He's like, Yeah, we've got a little cottage, we've got roses, everything is fine. Let's put a sweat on a chicken we're weird eccentric it's fun hey by the way like 16 people died so uh now you've got peerage exciting you're an aristocrat and they're just like um what now and all of them are damaged in a little way by their family's death because unfortunately mom and dad have to die eventually but wouldn't be an exciting story if parents were involved sorry mandy 
It's okay. But they've dealt with sickness. They've dealt with adversity because there are two people in there that are Romani. So they deal with a lot of racial issues. They deal with mental health, dealing with the loss of a parent, dealing with the loss of a significant other because Scarlet Fever goes through. I'm not spoiling anything. This happens in the first book, guys. Like, you know, don't be too upset. And it really is just watching these siblings interact with each other. Very similar to Bridgerton. I think Bridgerton's very like happy-go-lucky. Like, yes, we're going to interact and support each other. Whereas the Hathaways are like, we are a force to be reckoned with. My favorite is Poppy because she longs for a normal life. Just nice little cottage out in the middle of nowhere and she ends up with a hoteler in the middle of London. So her story is a wild romp. It is pretty great. And I think one of the things, so I've read the entire Hathaway series. It's amazing. But one of the things that I love a little bit about this is it's more like Bridgerton the show in that in all of the books, all of the characters that you've come to love, like you just dive back on in. Whereas with the Bridgerton books, you really don't get as much sibling interaction. You might get a scene or two, but it's a little bit more like Bridgerton the show where everybody's all up in everybody else's business. It's so good. Okay, so my first three flame book is, uh, so I give Erin a really rough time about the fact that she didn't pick a book and I wrote down the entire series. (laughs) Okay, right after me. You did it too. did it too. So um, I just finished reading the Bollywood series by Sonali Dev, which was a fascinating dive into Indian American culture, Indian culture, kind of how the legal system works in India. I, I gave it three flames because it had some steamy parts, but I was less invested in the steamy parts than all of the other stuff going on in there. So there was some mystery woven in and there was some, I don't know, hoity-toity, I think I'm better than you, get laid low, tortured soul after losing his wife, but then falls in love again, all of those kinds of things. And it was just really well woven together, this whole overstory of this mystery. Again, I wasn't as invested in the steaminess as I was in getting to know these characters and sort of getting immersed into that Indian culture. So I really loved that. I think it starts with the Bollywood Bride and it was delightful and just super fun. So this is my last three flame book and (laughs) please don't laugh when you find out what it is because as we all know, how does Mandy feel about Outlander? Oh no. Okay, so my next three flame book is called Finding Frasier by Casey Dyer. Oh, I thought you genuinely put Outlander for a second. I'm like, first of all, that's three flames. Second of all, Mandy, that's... Second of all, that's ten flames. (laughs) And it's definitely not a romance because I have not seen the happily ever after yet. Anyway, no, it's Finding Frasier by Casey Dyer. It's a contemporary. Okay. And this girl, like, everything is falling apart in her life. Like, she's lost her job. Her boyfriend dumped her. Like, I can't remember. It's been a while since I've read it. But, like, everything that can happen happens and so she had read Outlander and she's like you know what fine I'll go to Scotland and I will try to go through those stones and I'm gonna find myself a Jamie Fraser which mad props to her love this premise Um, (laughs) because aren't we all looking for James Fraser anyway so finding Fraser so she goes to Scotland and she's like genuinely on the hunt for like a halfway decent guy and so then just hilarity ensues and it's the last possible person that you think it could be and so it's a little bit more again read it a long time ago probably like three years ago I 
don't remember a lot of the romping in it because I was too caught up again in like, does she find her own Jamie Frazier? But I do remember thinking that it was just a really fun romance novel that ended exactly how I wanted it to. So that's my last three flame novel, Finding Frazier. Please, if you read this book, please tell me if I'm correct, because I'm remembering a scene where she is literally in a lake with, in a boat, with no paddles. And there was something about sheep messing with her every move. Like, I just, it was so hilarious. I laughed so much because I could identify with this girl. Like, here I am trying to go to Scotland and I'm just trying to get to the pub and here's these doggone sheep. And then I get mad and like throw my paddles because nothing's working on this lake. Every time something bad happens, here's this dude who sees me at my absolute worst and like has to come and save me, has to come and rescue me and cannot just shut his mouth while he does it. Oh, it was hysterical. <laughs> I'm dying. Oh, at what point do you just lay down and pretend you're dead like Anne does in Anna Green Gables? Like Honestly, at one point, I think she does that and it's <laughs> the best. Sometimes you just gotta give up. You know, you just gotta lay there. I think it was like she was laying in the boat and she's like screaming at the sky or something. <laughs> it was the best because again, haven't we all been there? Oh yeah. Like legit. She's like, I just wanted to find Jamie Fraser. It was great. Anyway, I liked it. It was good. And you know anything with an Outlander, like, slant, you know I'm going to read it. Oh, yeah. Whether it's good or not. But this one was really good. We're on to Four Flames. It's getting spicier. The one that I'm doing for four, I'm doing this book specifically because it was my favorite book by this author. However, this author usually writes much, um, steamier? Rated R? Rated X books? But this one was pretty tame, so it's only Force Flames. It's uh, Never Seduce a Scott by Maya Banks. That is a great series. Yes, And that's is. a great book. The whole series is so good, but the first one is my favorite because it's so darn sweet. It's sweet and spicy all at the same time, which are like my two favorite things, so that's amazing. So the main character... Everyone underestimates her because she had an accident and ever since the accident she doesn't respond to people unless she's looking at them and they're talking at her. She kind of goes off in her own little world like she's never married. Oh you know since the accident you know she's just not mentally all there. Well as it turns out she's actually deaf. She lost her hearing in the accident because she had a fever and she's trying to exist in this world where she can only read lips but she has a secret for not telling anyone that she's lost her hearing because if they find out then things are gonna get worse for her and then comes along this guy who hates her clan and of course she hates his clan because they've been fighting forever but the king is just like no no no, you guys are my two biggest forces i want you guys to get married like and he's like i hate this and she's like um i hate this oh actually but he's really nice maybe he's sweet oh she's kind of nice maybe she's kind of sweet i don't know and then it just turns really sweet and guys is so good but the sex scenes when they do happen because she can't hear anything so like there's so much face-to-face -face action steamy I had forgotten about that. You're right. My first four flame. I cannot say that fast. Okay. My first four flame book is A Duke by Default by Alyssa Cole. It is more of a contemporary. And I loved this book because 
New York City socialite and perpetual hot mess is how the book jacket describes her decides like she's tired of disappointing her family and her friends and like she's tired of having this sort of ridiculous existence in that socialite world so she applies for an apprenticeship with a sword maker in Scotland. What? I'm in. Oh, it's so good. So she gets there and he is completely annoyed by her. So of course she knows like social media and algorithms and that whole thing. So she keeps trying to like get him on the web and get him on Instagram. And like, she's doing all of this stuff. And he's like, just stop. I want to make swords. So of course he's like, I don't need her help. Even though she's like really, really good at it. So he keeps trying to like push her off. Anyway, so they kind of get into this big fight. Now this is the part where I'm like, I'm going halfway around the world. Like I might've done a little bit more research about this sword maker that I'm going to be like living with and working with. But she finds out that he's actually the son of a duke. (gasps) Oh, wait, hold on. And so now he's being expected to enter society, which by the way, she kind of knows something about. It's so good. So good. So good. I gave it four stars because again, or not stars, (gasps) four flames. Because there is so much tension, there's so much slow burn, but yet you genuinely think that like, they're completely annoyed with each other. There are times during, as I'm reading it, where I'm like, I don't think they're gonna end up together. I don't think they're gonna end up together. But then it's explosive and it's it's really, 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 it's, it's a nice little romp. I really enjoyed it. It's actually part of a series called The Reluctant Royals by Alyssa Cole. And I have heard that all of them are phenomenal. I have not read the other ones. This one came in on Bridges first. So I read it and that's my first four flame book. I'm doing my second four flame. Okay, I'm ready. This author actually has a lot of controversy right now. Who is this? Sherilyn Kenyon. But anyway, so she has controversy. I, I was worried about putting, doing this, but I loved her books. They were a really big part of me growing up, and I just loved them. So she has two series that I really like. It's a Dark Hunter series, which is paranormal. You have like demon fighting vampires. You have gods. It's very focused on like the Greek pantheon. There's some Atlantis stuff in there. It's so good. There's a, there's a whole clan of like were animals where like to, they say mate because they mate for life and they are half animal. But to um, mate and become like partners, they have to like have the woman's complete consent and they have to like go through a whole thing where she's like, I am choosing this person. So I really like it. But the one that I'm doing, oh, oh, it's so good. This is one of her first series that didn't get published until later. It was the Leak series. Now, basically what this book is about is futuristic assassins in space. It is, it sounds insane. It is so good. They're running an empire. It is insane. They have guns. They're doing like, um. So it's Star Wars sex books. No, it's a, hold on, Mandy. (laughs) Hold on, Mandy. (laughs) Yes, hold on, Mandy. They have like a whole empire. They're running guns. They do a lot of medical stuff for the community. The main character, Nick. Oh, oh, he was an orphan. And like his parents are from two different planets. So everyone is like, well, I don't fit in here. Well, I don't fit in here. And then he gets put in an orphanage and then he gets taken into a bad like home and beaten by this like really high powerful guy. It's just like, oh no, all this trauma. How can you be such a normal person? And then you have this princess who's like a dancer and she's like, well, I 
should love you. And he's like, well, you can't love me. My world is too dangerous. It's so good. And oh man, dude, his bedroom is completely made of glass, but it's like one-way glass out in the middle on his own planet. So all you can see is the stars. Steamy Oof. number four. <laughs> Steamy number four. Okay, so here's my last four flame novel. And this one will not surprise Aaron at all. It is my book that I reread probably every six months. It's called Again the Magic by Lisa Kleepus. And it is considered like a prequel to her Wallflowers series. And so you kind of get to know some of the characters. So Aileen is the daughter of an Earl. And she is friends with the stable boy, Mac. And, you know, when you're friends with the stable boy and you're out in the country and you don't actually come out into society, you fancy yourself in love with the stable boy. And so their little tender love grows until they're teenagers. And unfortunately, the younger sister starts to become jealous of the fact that her older sister is spending so much time with Mac. And she wants to spend time with him too. And she doesn't understand why the two of them always want to be alone together. So she rats out her sister and Mac to their dad. And her dad basically says, like, this isn't going to happen. You need to send him away. If he ever comes back here, I will lock him up and jail him. So she convinces him that she doesn't love him. Her heart breaks and he goes off into the world. So then fast forward to her dad is dead. Her brother is now the Earl and her brother isn't married. So as the oldest sister, she is responsible for helping to entertain when they have guests. And who should show up from New York to invest in some business ventures with her brother? But you got it, Mac. And he is there and he has motives and she's devastated. And it is, oh, it is the most beautiful slow burn. It is the most I don't want to say pure, but it's amazing. L love story. And I just adore it because neither one of them ever forgot the other one. And like, oh, just that, like finding your person again thing that just, huh. And because it is a slow burn, you sometimes don't get to the steamy parts. So that's why I just picked four flames. But when it happens, it's 10 flames. I'm just saying. But like overall, the book is four flames. Okay, so you remember how I said earlier that Erin was indecisive and she was having a lot of trouble with this? So I definitely want to talk about Karen Marie moaning. But Oh, yeah. Oh, let's go there. That's my five flames. Oh, and five flames? It is! Okay, so I'm very conflicted because Spell of the Highlander has a contemporary archaeologist who finds this mirror and there's this like very, very handsome, like half naked man in the mirror who like starts talking to her and they go on this adventure. And let me tell you guys, I still cannot look at the brand Lucky You because of one of the scenes in this book without blushing. It is great. Five out of five, flames. Oh, TV. But also at the same time, oh, the immortal Highlander is about Adam Black, who's a fae prince. And he's like, oh yeah, these mortals, I'm just gonna mess with their life. When I go out, I always dress as like a 14th century, like blacksmith, like, whoo, so good. 
Gabby's like, I don't want anything to do with you. Ugh. And then he gets punished and he's human now. And he's like, well, I need help becoming a fairy again. And like, there's this one line that he just keeps saying, like, you're not falling for me, are you Irish? Fanning my face. It is so good. <laughs> Like, I'm sorry, if you if you want a Scottish blacksmith who's also a fairy prince who, like, also is very good with children. Oh, oh, I just can't, guys. It's so good. <laughs> Read the books. Karen Raymonic. I love that you can't pick between two books for your five flames. And I totally wrote down another series. No, I still have another book for my five. I know. I know. I love it. So here's my one and only five flame book because... <sighs> I reread them every three months because they're so good. It is the Bare Knuckle Bastard series by Sarah McLean. Also may have started a Twitter request with uh, Netflix deciding to adapt this because <sighs> it's better than Bridgerton. <sighs> I need a minute. <laughs> No, just kidding. It's a three series book and it follows two brothers with nicknames called Devil and Beast. So you already know what that means. And their sister, Grace. So the premise of this book is that the Duke of Marwick has cuckolded his wife and she's had enough. So once she finds out, she happens to be pregnant from her own consort, I would say, but it's going to be the only legitimate progeny that's recognized by the British peerage. But he happens to have three sons who are born from three different mistresses before his duchess shoots off his balls. I mean, let, let's just be real. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All four children are born on the same day. The girl child is christened Robert. And so these three boys end up getting raised in orphanages. Well, he knows exactly where they are. He goes and plucks them out of those places when they're about 10. And then they start competing against each other for this dukedom. One of them ends up getting chosen, but not before that teenage love falls into place with the actual legitimate daughter or supposedly legitimate daughter. And... The Duke of Marwick is a bad dude. By the way, you're going to hate him by the end of this. Duke of Hastings vibes. Oh, like the old Duke of yeah, Hastings. Yeah, old Duke of yeah, Hastings The vibes. old Duke of Hastings vibes. Yeah. yeah, for real. One boy wins this challenge. The other two and Grace run. And they end up in Covent Garden. And they work their way up through street fighting and this and that. Until they're like kingpins of Covent Garden. And they are richer than rich. And everyone is indebted to them. And they have worked extremely hard in lots of varying different ways. So you get a book about devil, you get a book about beast, and then the last one you get is about Grace and Marwick, the new Duke of Marwick. And I'm just here to say, if you like books where the female characters are sexually empowered, if you like books where, honestly, people don't survive unless girls save them. I loved that you got a little bit of ballroom and you got a little bit of back alley. Like, mm -hmm. you got all of it. And these characters are so much fun to interact with. And they are brought low by love and... I'm just saying, maybe in the second book, there's a scene on a ship and I'm still not okay. Oh, God. Because it's 
Whew. That one is 20 flames. I'm just saying. If Mandy didn't have it as her five flames, I was going to have it. So, oh, it's so We good. may have fought over that. So The Bare Knuckle Bastards by Sarah McLean. So good. Sometimes also if you follow Sarah McLean on Twitter, she will sometimes post pictures of like inspiration for those characters. And let me just say, devil, hmm, Tom Hardy vibes with a top hat. It's so good. I can't even express to you how good it is. But like, I I have no doubt when you finish the book tonight that I'm going to get messages like, oh, what are you kind of like all of the above? You're going to have all of the feels. I, oh, it's so good. It's so good. I hate that I don't hate him. So this is my last Five Flame book. We do have some more books we're going to talk about, but this is the last on the counter. If you guys remember, I talked about the first romance novel I ever read, which was The Accidental Vampire. This is from the same series. It's called Single White Vampire by Lindsay Sands. So I adore the series. It is a vampire series. I'm just letting you know. It's not supernatural, though. It's, you know, Atlantis happened and they're like, oh, cancer sucks. So we're going to make nanos to fix things from the inside out. And then they're like, oh okay so as it turns out we programmed the nanos to fix everything that was wrong with the body uh aging happens to the body sunlight happens to the body and they use blood transfusions to like power the nanos that way you can get the nanos through your whole body and when atlantis falls you have a bunch of people who had these nanos who they were trying to fix because now they're just forever young if they can get enough blood who were trying to figure out how to adapt so their bodies adapted and they got fangs that way they could still get those transfusions they needed this family is descended from one of the original atlantis families this book is about luke and luke has been a lot of things in this life because he's had a long life. So he's been a warrior, he's been a blacksmith, he's been a professor, he's done all of these very like noble, he's like been in the military, high honors, all of that. And now he writes romance novels. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) I love it so much, I love it. He started off writing textbooks because everyone's like, wow, you realize some of these textbooks are great. And he's like, yeah, no. But then his brother falls in love and he's like, well, this is a cute story. I'm going to write it down. And everyone ate it up. So now he's a romance writer, but he's like, okay, but I'm still a vampire and I don't age. So I'm not going to put myself out in the public. His editor, Kate, I adore her. She is spunky, is like, um, no, actually I'm your editor. And I really think you should go ahead and do these things. So I'm just going to like... I'm not going to say bother or nag because I hate when like people apply these terms to women. She encourages and pushes him in his career because at this point she thinks this writer is destroying his career by not coming out in the public. So she gets him to agree to one thing. He'll do one thing. So she's like, okay, fine. You'll do the Romantic Times thing? Sure, I'll do the Romantic Times interview. Romantic Times is not an interview. In fact, it is an entire week where it's kind of like a romantic comic-con type thing where you have a bunch of romance authors and they're all there talking about things. There's costume balls. There's like fun little dance nights and it is so good. And I just want to point out in this series, when an immortal, because they don't call themselves vampires, they call themselves immortals, meets a life mate, the nanos respond to that. And uh, when the nanos respond, they can like read each other's minds, which is pretty good. Okay. And then their minds like kind of melt into one thing. And then it's so explosive. That's what we're going to say. Explosive. Oh, I like that. That they just pass out. Five stars. Five stars. Five flames. Five flames. Yes. Five flames. Sorry. I love it. So now is the part where we talk about what we're looking forward to reading. So the first one that I'm looking forward to, and I actually started it last night and it's 
so delicious. I love it. Is The Boyfriend Project by Farah Rashan. It came out last year, but this girl is getting ready for her date with her boyfriend. They're going to go to this really fancy restaurant that she like waited on hold for like 30 minutes to get a reservation for blah, blah, blah. So she's doing her makeup. Her pregnant sister is there and her sister's like, oh my gosh, you should hear like this live tweet about this girl's terrible date. Like just be so glad that you found yourself a nice man. And the more tweets come out, the more she realizes it that this boyfriend of hers is on a date with another girl. He'd canceled with her, kept the reservation, took another girl. So she's like, you know what? All right, you come to my neighborhood, take my reservation. I'm showing up and this is gonna go down. Well, it turns out there's a third girl that thinks the same thing. Oh my god! So gosh. he's like three-timing her and gets found out by like this live tweet of this terrible first date. And she's like, seriously, you couldn't even come up with anything different? Like you take her to the sushi place, this particular pickup line, like all of the above. So I'm a chapter in and the three girls have left like as besties, basically like forget this guy. And so A, love that female empowerment rather than competition. And so they are all agreeing at this point that they are swearing off men and like they're just going to focus on themselves. And so as we know in romance novels, as soon as you say you're going to swear off men, that's when you find him, right? So that is the one that I am reading right now and I'm totally digging it. It's oh. great. Oh, that's so exciting. That sounds so good. Okay, so I want to make a quick acknowledgement because as Mandy and I were going through our lists, we talked about this several times. Our lists are a lot of white women. Who, it's true. And there's not a lot of color in romance. And that's unfortunate. And that's something I think we both acknowledged and that we plan on changing. So Mandy's done a very good job of adding people of color, like authors of color to her list. And I tried to focus more on like the LGBTQ or queer aspect. So the next book that I'm excited to read is A Gentleman Never Keeps Score by Kat Sebastian. Now Kat Sebastian, pretty famous author for writing like queer stuff. I personally haven't read a lot of it because, and I'm not making excuses, in romance novels, it is a about the burn. It's about the sex. It's about all of that. And I think some people go into books that are about queer people wanting to fetishize the queer relationship and the people in the novel for the fact that they are in the LGBTQ community. And that's something that I wanted to make sure I didn't do. So instead of pushing myself to be a better reader, to be more experienced and to make sure I don't do that. I was too scared of doing it, so I just never did it. I've already downloaded the book, I've already started it, is to read Cat Sebastian. I love it. There's a lot of really fantastic authors out there. It's just they don't get the publicity. Yeah. They don't get the big publishing deals. They don't get the Netflix you know, adaptations, they don't anything like that. So just like in regular public, just in publishing in general, what no matter what the genre, no matter what the book, the default is white. Yeah. And there's just not as much focus on that. And so that's been one of the things that I've been trying to do with all of my reading. And I think we all come into romance novels for what we need at that moment. And so I think it's 
it's a little bit harder to push yourself to read something outside of what you normally read because you read it for comfort. You read it for that emotional connection and you read it because you know that you want that and you need that and you're going to get that. Also, my next one that I'm really excited about, it does not come out for a couple months yet, Okay, is the first book of the Hell's Bells series by Sarah McLean, which we already know how Mandy feels about Sarah McLean. <laughs> and this Hell's Bells series kind of matches up with her Talbot series. Okay. And there's some sisters and they had some really great love stories, but there's one sister who's just kind of been like, whatever, I don't care. Kind of off in her own little world, didn't really care about She does care. She does. So you've kind of seen this little bit of slow burn over the course of the other three books. And now she finally gets her own book. And I cannot wait because it is going to be high voltage, pedal to the metal fun. Like, I just just can't wait. I think it's going to be so much fun. So if you see me the day after it releases, just know I probably haven't slept. I mean, honestly, that's fair. That's kind of where I'm at. So... (laughs) Okay, so I have to know, how did you decide to first start reading romance novels? Well, I already told this story. My mom was talking about this fun book that she really liked, and I'm like, well, I want to read it too. And she told me no. So I, you know, again, my only rebellion in my life, guys, I'm a librarian. I'm not living the most exciting life here. I'm happy, but it's it's not the most rebellious, um, was to go ahead and read a book because, again, if I'm going to rebel. And yeah, and I read it and I was like, this is really great. It's really funny. It's really cute. And I'm like, I don't get some of this other bits, which ironically, that series is on my five flames. So <laughs> I really didn't get a lot of the bits. I did not get a lot of it. But um, when we were really little and we couldn't read yet, we would ask my mom to read to us. And like all good moms, she could only handle some of our picture books so much. And so she... <laughs> We would ask her to read to us and she'd be like, only if I can read my book. And she'd be reading a romance novel. And so we'd get the backstory, my brother and I, but she would skip the steamy parts. Like she wouldn't read them aloud. She would still read them. And we'd be like, mom, what happens next? She's like, give me a minute. (laughs) And keep going. So I've been reading romance novels since I was like two, but just not the steamy parts. And my mom is going to kill me for outing her like this. But my brother would crawl up on her lap and be like, mom, will you read to me from your love books? But you know, like there's just something like about the cadence of speech and like your mom's voice and all that stuff that it's like, it's very comforting to me. So, you know, Julie Garwood, I'm looking at you. Judith McNaught. Oh yeah. Jude Devereaux. Mm-hmm. Okay, Julie Garwood is so good, though, because her stories are so funny and so, like, not centered on, like, well, okay, 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 <laughs> okay, I'm not gonna say they're not centered on, like, the explosive bits, but that's what we're gonna call it. Um, the explosive, like, makes well, it sound like it's dynamite. What else am I supposed to say? The slappy bits? Like, that's not, that's definitely not okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna recover uh, the slappy bits. No, I agree. Look, oh my goodness gracious. <laughs> but Julie Garwood is such wholesome romance. <laughs> I'm not gonna recover from this. <laughs> do I just do the outro? Go ahead. Okay. Continue. Was there was there anything else you wanted to say? I don't think there is anything else I wanted to say. So, um, thank you guys for joining us for uh our episode on romance novels. We have been dying to do this one. We have been dying to do this one because it is our favorite genre. Thank you for joining us. Um, We hope that maybe you got some 
suggestions on where to start or maybe some new ideas. As always, we are happy to get whatever you would like here at the library. I mean, honestly, our most stolen book has been Fifty Shades of Grey. We have multiple copies of it sitting in the drawer waiting for when it just does not come back again. I bet you didn't know that, guys. It used to be Twilight. Now it's Fifty Shades of Grey. So thank you for joining us. Let us know if you need any other recommendations, and we will see you next time on the Columbus Junction Public Library's Beyond the Bookshelf podcast. Bye. Bye.